0: Welcome to my podcast, She Builds Me Up. I'm your host, Grace Fisher. She builds me up. She's my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all of the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe and let's build something amazing together. Okay, so I took a long break, longer-than-anticipated break from the podcast, everyone, and so I'm back, and I am so grateful to have my friend Hannah on the line, Hannah Olson, formerly known as Hannah Flinders, that's how I know you, but if you want to say Oops. hi, Hannah. Hello! Um, Hannah and I went to Jerusalem together, and we were just saying how it's been, I guess, nine years ago we were in Jerusalem together, which that's just insane to me because I feel like it was yesterday um and so Hannah um, has a message that she shares on Instagram which we'll get to that later on how you can follow her and all of that um about how motherhood is a relationship and so that's a very very succinct message that we're going to dive more deeply into um but I've been following her on Instagram obviously because I know her personally since she started and I just have really loved her message And so I thought she would be the perfect person to bring on my podcast Comeback 2021. Here we come. I'm starting in March. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But anyway, I just wanted to start out by saying how I appreciate you, Hannah, for being willing to come on. Um, And if you just want to give us a quick little introduction, like about your husband, your kids and all that before we dive in.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I am excited to be here and to talk about this I, um, like I said, I'm Hannah on Instagram. I'm known as freckled hand and I have four kids. My oldest is five. They're all 18 months apart. So if you can do the math, yes. <laughs> there's two times a year. It's really easy to tell you all my kids. <laughs> ages, And then the rest of the time it's like, well, they're almost
0: there. Yep. 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 So
1: in May, they will be five and a half, four, three and a half. Nope. That's not true. Two and a half and one in May.
0: Right. Okay.
1: <laughs> if you followed. Anyway, yes, we I did. live in Utah, so my husband and I live in Utah with our four kids and Yeah, I don't know what else to <laughs> how else to explain us.
0: Um, so I'm gonna tell you right off the bat, Hannah, um, that I am one of those people that has always said that anyone that has x amount of kids under a certain age so like you are you would be one of these people i guess you have four kids under the age of five right five
1: well under six yeah like she's lydia five now five lydia oh, wow what did yeah five and under
0: five and under, four, five and under. Yeah. so i've always been one of those people that's just like i don't know anyone that has that number of kids under that age that's happy However, yeah, following you on Instagram has been very enlightening because your message is the opposite of that, and you're very like, I love being a mom, I love um, having a lot of, a lot of kids with small age gaps, um, and I think it's been a, a needed message um, because it's helped me to see that some of my thoughts around that are flawed i guess is the way to say that um and so i guess let's just hear your story of how you entered into motherhood and kind of some background details
1: yeah that's actually an interesting comment that you just made because this is kind of a sidestep but i'll tie it around in a minute yeah yeah but a few a few weeks ago i saw this post on instagram okay it was more than a few weeks ago it was a while ago but i saw this post on instagram that was kind of Talking about how it was a, a mom who felt all this pressure to have her kids young, like while she was young and she felt like she had this pressure to have them all close together. Mm-hmm. And how like she was like fighting back on the pressure and just saying, like, like I'm gonna put like a bigger spacing before between my kids and I wanna do that and blah blah blah. And it was it was really interesting to me to see all the comments because a lot of people were like, Yeah, like why do people pressure us to do this, blah blah blah. Which is so, it was interesting because in my mind, I feel like the pressure is the opposite. Really? Like, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't really say I've felt a ton of pressure either way, mm-hmm. but I would say the normal, I mean, especially culturally inside the church, yeah, having kids while you're younger is more common, mm-hmm. but as far as like having kids super close together, mm-hmm. I've never felt pressured to do that. As a matter of fact... I've felt pressure that we were crazy to do that, you know? <laughs> so the reason yeah. why I think this is interesting is because it's just such a perspective of, like, when your mind attaches to something, like, mm-hmm. that's all that you see and you hear. Mm-hmm. When both messages are there, but you find what you look for,
0: right? That's absolutely true. Yes, absolutely. And I
1: feel like that it goes along with kind of my story of entering motherhood because i was not excited to become a mom at all Mm -hmm. and steve and i got married in august of 2013 and then in uh, like february of 2015 so we had been married a couple of years i found out i was pregnant and i was very upset (laughs) i was not not, it was not a scheduled pregnancy you know it was like i got looked at the positive you know the two lines on the pregnancy test and i just started sobbing and it was not like excitement it was like dread like I was not excited Mm -hmm. and I I feel bad because I think Steven was excited but like seeing (laughs) how not excited I was he was like oh he's like oh yeah me either (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um anyway so from the get-go I was just grumpy and annoyed and I was sick which obviously didn't help the situation Mm-hmm. Um, I was teaching sixth grade at the time. So I'm teaching this classroom of 28 sixth graders, you know, running out of the room to throw up every few hours, oh. just feeling terrible all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not really sure how this all changes my plans for the future. Like I'd been planning on teaching for a couple of years, but then now I was pregnant. So like, how what was that going to do to my career? Like there was just all of these questions. And and because I was in this mental space of being so grumpy all I heard was just the message of motherhood is hard motherhood is hard say goodbye to your relationship with your husband say goodbye to date night say goodbye to sleep say goodbye you know it's like all the things and and I would just sob all the time <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they, I mean on more than one occasion I was crying going to sleep like why do people even have kids Mm. literally all people can talk about is how much they ruin your life and how you don't get to travel and you don't get to do this and you know you don't all the things that you can't do once you have kids yeah why do so many people in the world have kids and then continue to have
0: kids yeah it was
1: honestly the biggest mystery to me because i i just didn't get it at all um i'm curious though for a second just how that played
0: out for you Uh, so my my first pregnancy was definitely planned um but I had this I, I actually had very similar feelings as you because I remember specifically I was uh I don't know how far along I was pregnant but I was pregnant with my first and my first is about to turn six but he anyway so I just I remember posting on Facebook saying can someone please tell me what the good parts about having your first baby is cuz all I'm hearing is negative stuff?
1: Interesting. And
0: so I don't and I remember like just same idea like whenever you would go get into a group of women all they would talk about is how horrible nursing is and how horrible birthing is yes. and how horrible having a newborn is and how horrible having toddlers are and it goes all the way up until adult children honestly. Yep. Um, and so I was just like, I wanted kids or at least it was one of those things where I'm like, well, I, I think I'm supposed to have kids, right. but I didn't feel convinced. But at the same time, I felt like it was time. So it was just like this weird thing. And so I will say, because I posted that a lot of people came forward with a lot of great things and that made me feel better. But yeah. it was still hard because, like, I feel like most of the messages were, like, oh, say goodbye to your sleep and, like, stuff like – it was usually around sleep, so.
1: Yeah, sleep is a big one.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Uh, which, I mean, under- like, sleep is super so important. But, it well, yeah, is. We'll get into that. It is, yes. Um, Yeah, well, and I did – I did always plan to be a mom someday. Like, it was always in my plan. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, I didn't – I definitely didn't spend as much time – fantasizing is a weird word, but you know, like dreaming up my, what my life would be like as a mom.
0: Yeah. I I honestly
1: just don't really remember ever thinking about it. Like I knew it was like, Oh yeah, someday I'll have kids, but like how many kids I wanted or when I wanted them or how far apart I wanted them. Like I never remember really thinking about any of that until so all of a sudden I was pregnant and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, no, not <laughs> like I very much felt like when I was going to enter that phase of my life, it was like mm-hmm. it was closing the door on the fun, carefree, like yeah. la di da me, and then opening the door of the like me living up to the I don't know, standard yeah. that it was expected of me. Right, right.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then I'm assuming you changed your mind once Lydia was born.
1: Yeah. Well, so so once she was born, it was interesting because I could totally see... Well, one more thing, too, I want to say yeah, about please. that is I think so many women feel the need to to vocalize those things because they feel like they were...
0: led blindly like they weren't
1: prepared Mm -hmm. nobody told them that and so now they feel like it's their job to tell the new mom so that they have preparation for what this phase is gonna be like
0: Mm -hmm. and so i
1: do think it is well-meaning yeah it's just it's tricky because for you just never it's not really a good idea to assume what other people need in that situation right like maybe a more productive thing would be like How are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you nervous? You know, and if they say, like, I'm a little nervous, then that's when you say, okay, maybe telling all the things that are hard is not beneficial in this conversation.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Anyway,
1: anyway, so I, when Lydia was born, it was really interesting because I could totally see. I mean, all the things that people said were going to be hard Mm
0: -hmm. were hard. Mm -hmm. I'm not
1: saying that they weren't. It was just like, okay, but those things aren't motherhood. Like, yeah, waking up with a newborn multiple times throughout the night, not getting good quality sleep, that is hard.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: there are a lot of reasons why people don't get good quality sleep and it's still hard yeah. regardless of whether or not there's a baby involved, you True.
0: know. Yep.
1: Or I'm trying to think of other examples that um that would apply. But like um like recovering from birth is hard, but like recovering from any large bodily event is hard
0: <laughs> you know? yes, I don't know whatever true. whether
1: it's a surgery or whether it's a an accident whatever but like it's always going to be hard but then again it's like that's not motherhood mm-hmm. so I I had this idea that like they were separate but I didn't have the words I didn't have mm-hmm. the way to articulate it yeah but I did feel like I should be kind of sharing on Instagram. And so I did. From from the time Lydia was pretty small, yeah, um, I started sharing pretty regularly. And I, I knew that I wanted to be a voice for positivity and motherhood, but then also just like realness. <laughs> like I wanted to be able to show both sides, and like, yeah, I kind of wanted to be who I wish I had had. There were a few accounts that I followed when I was pregnant with her mm-hmm. that I felt like gave me hope. Like, yeah, there's lots of hard things, but. These people genuinely seem like they love their kids and they love being a mom. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I honestly didn't feel like there were very many. I mean, maybe there were a lot. I just didn't find them or whatever, but there were just a couple that I had found that I found that I thought did that for me. And so I kind of wanted to be that for other people. So
0: that makes sense. I started
1: showing up regularly on Instagram and I was like trying to figure out the language to explain like, okay, like yeah, we do a lot of things for our kids that are hard, but that's not motherhood. And it was just like it didn't really nothing really felt like the message. Yeah. Um, I tried for a little while to be like motherhood is love, but like that didn't really go over and like it I don't know, it was, it was like kind of made sense, but it not super
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
1: Um I don't honestly remember exactly when the whole motherhood is a relationship like aha moment happened but it was sometime during 2020 which
0: (laughs) there you go lots of reflecting happening in 2020 say that again lots of reflecting happening in 2020
1: (laughs) yeah but also though it's like it's weird how I mean I'd been a mom for five years at that point and I it still never occurred to me that motherhood is a relationship like even that way of thinking about motherhood I don't know it's it's like now it seems so obvious but at the time it was totally new anyway as I had been having all these babies quickly you know Mm -hmm. um I always knew that there was going to be a time where it was going to be too much yeah and not not like too much but like where I would need help yeah and we live in Utah and neither of our immediate families live in Utah my parents are in California Stephen's parents are in Iowa we have okay. some extended family around, but um, not really. And so at some point I was like, I'm just going to keep going with this until I feel like I need help. And then I'm going to get help. And it was just like a very easy decision that I made from the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and, and I think that because I always had that mentality, I was able to not need help for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. I never felt trapped, like I never felt like I was stuck, like it was always just like, yeah, we're just doing this for now, and then when it is too much, then I'll find help. And I didn't know what that help would look like at the time, but I just knew that I would, when I need it, I would find it.
0: Okay, and so based on your outline that you sent me, I'm assuming that that moment was with your fourth child, your most recent child, is that you realized, yeah, it was too yeah. much. Okay, so <laughs> well, what was that? The... What did that feel like?
1: So it's so interesting because. I mean, none of us ever imagined a pandemic in the midst of our lives, right?
0: No, definitely not.
1: <laughs> so the last year, I mean, it was a lot. like we bought our first home, we moved, we got settled. The pandemic hit almost immediately after about um, for about a month after we moved in. So just as you know just as we'd been fin- finishing unpacking, everything shut down. Um, I was just extremely hormonal, you know, etc. We ended up going to California to live with my parents for like a month because Stephen was working from home and yeah. I was just like completely overwhelmed, um, which was the biggest blessing. Uh, being able to live with my parents and then my sister who was at BYU at the time, she came home as well because they were encouraging students to come home. Yeah. So to have my mom and my sister to be able to help during that month was like it was honestly a game changer. Mm-hmm. And then we came back because I was about to have this baby. Well, then um, the recovery from this baby was was a lot more intense than with my previous kids. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, there was kind of a – I mean, he was 10 pounds.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then there was just some other things that went into it. But, anyway – it, so there was that, and then usually usually I do have a ton of help immediately after the baby is born, which I is a huge reason why I've been able to have my kids as quickly as I have because since I don't live, neither my parents nor my in-laws live near me, my mom usually comes out for two weeks when I have a baby, and then my mother-in-law will come out for two weeks when I have a baby. So I have like a month of living yeah, help that's, that's like nice. solely devoted to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is when you're getting off on the right foot and like in those newborn days where you just are so sleep deprived, like my mom will literally come in and like take the baby so that I can sleep during the night, you know? And like, oh,
0: that's nice. it
1: is, it's amazing. Like I, I can't stress enough how much help I do have during that time because it makes all the difference. Um, anyway, my mother-in-law, um, didn't we didn't want her to come out because of COVID and everything. And uh, so my mom was able to come out for a little bit, but my recovery, I lost a lot of blood. Um, Oh man. So it was just, yeah, I was feeling very lost and I, I just felt like, I mean, a lot of people during the pandemic, like our normal coping skills, like all of our, uh, what is the word?
0: our ways of dealing just with the
1: tools, tools. Yeah, exactly. yeah
0: yeah
1: they just felt like either they weren't an option anymore yep. or it just it was infinitely more complicated or i don't know it was just i mean i think a lot of people struggled i mean or and oh, still yeah. are struggling we all,
0: yeah agreed for sure
1: and so having a baby and then this was the biggest thing was that it was like having a having help asking for help after my mom left Mm -hmm. it no longer felt like an option yep because of the pandemic Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: so all along I've been telling myself like yeah when I need help I can get it no problem I can well all of a sudden I couldn't get it anymore and that's when things got really bad it was like when I when I was like I don't even have a way to get it yeah Um, Anyway, so there was one day I just remember specifically I was just struggling. I don't even remember what month this was, July maybe. Um, And Steven was working from home, which was nice, but also difficult because we were still kind of figuring out that dynamic. And now we love it, but at the time it was still very new. And Anyway, um, he just came downstairs, I think, to get some food or something and just saw that I was just like – not doing well yeah and he was like I'll just take the kids like I'll take the rest of the day off just go on a drive or go do something whatever so I did I went and I drove to the mountains we don't live too far from the mountains and just drove through and I got out and I started writing in my journal and just kind of like unloaded everything and I just realized that I I, had, I pretty much lost myself, and, like, that was for the first time because all of the tools that I've had were taken from me, mm-hmm. and then I had another baby that needed me, and just, like, with four kids at the ages that they are, there's literally never a moment of the day, I mean, until they're asleep at night, that somebody doesn't need something from me.
0: Right. Yeah, it's hard.
1: And so, anyway, so I was, like, I... I was realizing that my relationship with my kids was probably the worst it had ever been, despite the fact that I was literally with them all the ways, all the time, because everything was closed and we weren't doing, you know, there was nothing else to do. Right. And so I was like, okay, this has to change. Like, how can I, what can I do about this? And this is along the same time that I'm formulating this whole like, okay, motherhood is a relationship thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, okay, maybe right now I need to, because I've always had other hobbies and interests and business ideas and stuff kind of on the side. I've had like a hobby photography business that I've done on and off.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I was like, maybe now I just need to make that a real outlet for me and like give myself uninterrupted time for me to be able to do that. And I've been, like I said, I've been doing this a little bit here and there over the last few years. So I had some money in a bank account for that business specifically mm-hmm. that kind of was like, okay, I can use that money to hire a nanny, which even that like the ethics of hiring a nanny felt like really hard for me just because of the pandemic. And like, is that too much exposure and is that this and that or whatever. But ultimately I prayed about it and I was like, I feel good about this. Yeah. Um, And it's, It will be helpful to my mental health, you know, like all these reasons. Anyway, I decided to take my photography business, um, just ramp it up kind of. So I was like, I'll just dedicate 10 hours a week. I'll have a nanny come so that I can work on that. And that way, when during the time that I'm with my kids, I'm not going to feel like my, I'm just like frantic, like with my brain going in a million different directions because I can just have a little bit more separation between like, my time, and then time with
0: the kids. Okay, yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, go
1: ahead. So <laughs> like with, the, with the 10,
0: yeah, no, you're good. So you say you hired a nanny for 10 hours a week. So during those 10 hours, is that strictly work time for you? Or do you use that time for other things for you?
1: Um, I, well, I tr- it's I try to make it strictly work time.
0: Okay okay
1: occasionally there's some bleed in like like this week I had a dentist appointment and you know like that kind of thing but um I do try to use that time as work time
0: okay and I think I think that's key and something that I need to think about as well and possibly our listeners too is that I feel like intentional time away from your kids at least for me is so much more better so much more better that's a horrible way of saying that it's just better for my <laughs> my mental health than like unintentional time away from them and, and what I mean by that and I've kind of touched on this before in other episodes is like if I'm just like numbing out and scrolling Instagram and like quote away from my kids there's it's I still come back to my kids unfulfilled where yes. if I go and I'm filling my cup with like what you're doing as a business and like what I'm doing is you know I just I have stuff that I do I guess and yeah it's like when you're more intentional with your time away from your kids with like filling your cup and like doing stuff that you know is gonna help you mentally like I think that's a, a that's a huge game changer
1: yeah and it sounds I like that's agree. what's happening with you too right well in the days where I'm not as focused on work like. I totally feel it. Like when, when work time is over and I'm back to my kids, I'm like, oh, I did not utilize that time well enough because I'm still feeling that pull to do, be doing other things. But like on the days that I am productive and I have my list, I'm, yeah, like you said, exactly using that time super intentionally. Then once I, I mean, I never finish everything because there's always more to be done, but I have, I can give myself more like freedom to just like enjoy my kids at Mm -hmm. the end of the day or even like my favorite thing is that I have found is to really just like have that bonding time in the morning with Mm -hmm. my kids yeah so that I can just like start the day on a good foot with them and like do a fun activity together or something and then when Lauren our nanny comes then I'm like okay now I'm just gonna try to knock this stuff out and yeah I I come away feeling a lot more fulfilled on the days that I am I go into that time with a plan rather than the days that I'm like, oh, I'll do this, and then I do that, and then I end up just, like, jumping back and forth between 100 things, and I don't really do anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So does she come, like, multiple days a week, or how do you spread the 10 hours out?
1: So she, honestly, I found, I I was super flexible as far as day and times. So I just found her, which, honestly, like, God led me to her. There's no question about that in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was already... Like, she basically told me her availability, and I was like, done. So she comes on Wednesdays and Fridays from... On Wednesdays, she comes from 11 to 4, and on Fridays, she comes from 10 to 5. Oh, that's that 10 hours? Yeah, I
0: think so. (laughs) Something like that. Uh, Something like that, yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And so how has this changed your business from that perspective?
1: Oh, I mean, I'm actually... Well, okay, so... First of all, I, my goal every month, and obviously, I mean, okay, whew, regroup. i my goal, my little goal yeah. <laughs> is to make as much money in my business as I can. It's to break even. Okay. It's to make as much as I pay her, basically. Okay. And if, if I don't make any more than that, I don't, I'm not mad.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, hey, that's cool. Um,
1: because that is because because I just feel so much better mentally, mm-hmm. like it's not really about the money, right? Yeah it's about the outlet and it's about the uninterrupted time. It's about that time that I can just do things that that fill me like you said.
0: And I think uh, that's another huge point is like I have so many, not so many. I have multiple friends where they're putting so much energy into making money. It's about the making money. And so they're doing these, like, in my opinion, weird things that I'm just like, why are you doing that? And then they're stressing themselves out and then they resent their kids more. And it's just like this, like, vicious cycle. And you're kind of like, I love what you just said. It's like, it's not for you. It's not about making the money. And I think that's something I need to think about as well. Because, like, with this podcast, I don't make any money doing this podcast. And Uh I feel like. That's why I do it though is because it's just something that I can do that's like my own and it's not about making mm-hmm. the money it's about just having something to do I guess that's mine.
1: Yeah. And like I'm I mean I'm no like I fully support women making money and like I hope that you can make money from oh, this course. podcast someday because I think that that is a very healthy thing. <laughs> oh know? yeah, I no, I would be I would it. love to
0: make money that would be great but
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like your your why definitely needs to be rooted deeper than just making money, for sure.
0: Yes. Yes. And obviously we're in a place of like privilege where we don't have to rely on that. So obviously we're not I'm not referring to people who have to work, like that's different. So
1: Right. Well, okay, yeah. So, okay, let me think where cuz I want to talk about that too. Because
0: Okay, we'll get back to that. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll get back to that. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm all over the
0: place. I hope um. You're following. Okay, so you're super pa- So this led you to having this message about how motherhood is a relationship, and yeah. so and now you have like this kind of fire under you to like spread this message, and you know you've kind of amped up your Instagram game. At least I've noticed you have, in, in a yeah, good in a good for way. Sure. And so, like, what what's the the why behind this message for you?
1: Yeah. So, well, and it's actually interesting because I started the business. So back in October is when I launched Freckle Tan Photo, Mm -hmm. which is my photography. I was, um, it's brand photography. So it's Mm -hmm. more specialized for Mm -hmm. businesses because my why was about wanting to support other women entrepreneurs in helping them grow their businesses. Okay. Because I felt like, that was such an aha moment for me because once I was able to be like, okay, motherhood is a relationship, relationships can be strengthened in so many different ways. Like spending all day, every day with your child doesn't, is one way to strengthen your relationship, but it's not the only way. Yeah. And like, in my experience, it was actually not strengthening my relationship because I was so frazzled all the time. Yeah, And so for me, strengthening the relationship was actually spending a little bit less time with my kids. And so I just I've always been passionate about moms and like helping moms and just wanting moms to enjoy motherhood. And so I'm like, okay, if other moms find that that is also the case for them, that like having some kind of side business or side hobby or whatever it is. If that helps them be a better mom, then I want to help them in their business, and I can do that by providing photos for their business. Love Did it. you see the connection there? I do. <laughs> I
0: do. Yes. Love that.
1: But but at the same time, I am also as I'm going through all this and like building this whole brand photography thing, um, all of this is like kind of clicking in my head too, and so now it's kind of funny because I've actually swapped it. So now my main thing with my business is spreading this message
0: mm-hmm.
1: trying to reach more people on Instagram mm-hmm. and I'm actually launching a boot camp I can talk about that at the end um yeah and then the brand photography is now on the back burner because I still do like that and I'm still passionate about it um but I am more passionate about just reaching as many women as I can um, yeah. just helping them understand this like oh motherhood a relationship like my relationship with my kids can look different than my neighbor or my release study president or whatever, because it's such an individual thing. Yes. I just need to figure out what is, what helps that relationship flourish for me.
0: Well, you're, you're reminding me of this meme and you've probably seen it. I've had a multiple friends post it where it's like God created and then they list a bunch of different moms. And it's like the clean and tidy mom, the party mom, the, uh, I can't remember all of them. There's all these different types of moms and then it says, like, what they provide for their kids. So it's, like, the clean and tidy mom provides, like, a nice, like, inviting environment for their um, for their children. The party mom provides, like, a, a sense of community and um, friendship with their kids. And anyway, I wish I, I should have found it before I got on this podcast. I know podcast. what you're talking about. Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about? And it's just, and he's just, like, don't try and be all the moms. Just embrace which mom you are. And, like, mm-hmm. say, like, okay, so I'm definitely the party mom. That's me. <laughs> And so, like, I I love, like, making things special for my kids. And, like, I love throwing them birthday parties. And I love, like, you know, celebrating occasions and stuff like that. And, like, that's what my strength is. And so, like, once I, like, figured that out, like, I was kind of like, okay, like, I need to play to my strength. And, like, it's okay if my house is not, like, spotless all the time. Because that's just not my strength. I wish it was sometimes, but it's not. And, like, (laughs) but I'm really good at, like other things with my kids and like being okay with that I guess is yeah. what you're making me think of as we're sitting here talking about this so
1: it's interesting you bring up that um meme because I, I totally know exactly what you're talking about and I do I love the sentiment of it mm-hmm. the thing that bothered me about it
0: oh yeah was, what is it?
1: was the fact that it was like I, as, I don't know I just feel like once you become moms we're expected to make all of our identity wrapped up in motherhood
0: That's true. and like
1: I don't think that's healthy so it's like why can't it just be like you're the party planner you're the organizer you're the whatever and then like that because like you saying like I'm the party mom but like you're just the party person right like you do lots of parties regardless of whether it's for your kids or otherwise
0: that is true so like
1: tying it to your identity as a mom I feel like it's limiting when it's just like that's who you are
0: and like can that
1: enrich your relationship with your kids yes but like don't confine it to that you know what I mean
0: I know exactly what you mean and I'm glad you said that because that's reminding me of I don't know if you follow um Allison Faulkner and listen to her podcast at all the Allison show
1: I do I follow her I haven't listened to her podcast in a while but I am familiar
0: I honestly haven't either just because I my podcast (laughs) my podcasting habits have kind of fallen down the YouTube since Same. COVID, but... because well, all um, the times
1: we used to listen to podcasts are just not a thing anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> At so, least in my life,
0: yeah. Yes. So she she posted... I, I have always really struggled with being a mom. That's just... I have resented my kids for a long time. Not... I mean, I'm, I'm in a good place now, but there were times uh-huh. in my life where I just resented them, and I, I, they, I hated being needed all the time, and I hated being identified as a mom, and like, just... All of the feelings that lots of people go through, and uh-huh. I just remember she posted this really long post. It was like probably a year or two. It was a, it was before the COVID hit. So it was two years ago probably. And she just is like she had these same feelings. Like she talked about how she's just like I hated that now I'm Fiona's mom instead of Allison, or I'm you know I can't Ginger's mom instead of Allison. And like she's just like, but what I realized is like the way I connect with my kids is by just being me. And so she talked right. about like. I'm a party person and so because I'm a fun party person I have fun parties with my kids and because I'm a person that like loves to do this this and this I translate that to my relationship with my kids and now all of a sudden I'm enjoying motherhood more because I'm using my strengths in my all of my relationships regardless of my children on my children and all of a sudden it's like I'm me again with kids, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make yes, sense? What exactly. I just said. Amen. So I'm glad you corrected me on that meme because that's, that, I, I definitely agree with you on that. So that was good.
1: Yeah. It like, it like pained me every time I got it reshared. I saw it reshared because it was like, I don't disagree with the sentiment, like as far as live, like cater to your strength. I 100% agree. I just like, yeah, like the mom thing. Like, I just think there's this this cultural expectation for, like, once women become mothers, it's, like, oh, that being a mom should fulfill you, and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that Mm -hmm. should be your hobbies, and that should be your dreams and aspirations. And, like, and and I don't think that was ever what God intended. Like, I think God intended us to become mothers to just, like, enrich who we are, not become who we are.
0: Yes, I love that.
1: Like, just, he... It's meant to be a tool for us to just, like, expand rather than constrict. And I think it more frequently – and I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's because of the messaging or the cultural expectation or what it is. But I think most women, when they take on that title of mom, it becomes very restrictive Mm -hmm. rather than expansive. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think mom guilt plays a big role – for whatever reason and i guess we all feel it in differing degrees but that, that is something to think about i i do wonder where the pressure comes from because it's definitely there but like you said though different people feel different pressures kind of like what we talked about at the beginning of the episode so i don't know yeah
1: um yeah should we should we jump into mom guilt or where yeah will
0: you now? yeah please jump into mom guilt
1: Okay. Well, I actually just saw when I was um, looking at your podcast earlier today, you did an episode about mom guilt, and I was hoping, I was wishing I'd had time to listen to it before.
0: Yes, it was very good. It was very good. You'll have to listen to it. My friend Emily, she had some good stuff to say, but I would love to hear your take on it, too.
1: Yeah, so my take on it is that usually the things that we feel mom guilt for actually have very little to do with motherhood when you're viewing motherhood as a relationship. So, for example, a lot of common things for mom guilt are like your kid wearing the same outfit two days in a row or <laughs> your daughter's hair not being brushed or like crumbs on the floor, you know, like your husband coming home and th- this house is a mess and there's no food on the table or whatever it is like.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm
1: none of those things are actually affecting your relationship with your kids. So I don't even think they should be merited to be called mom guilt at all. So do you think
0: mom guilt is a thing then at all?
1: So not really. I mean, I think housework guilt is a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think there are things that we can do that we feel bad about. Like, just like you know if you have a conversation with your friend and you say something kind of rude and then you're thinking about it later like oh yeah I probably shouldn't have said that yeah and then you apologize like I think we can feel that with our kids like oh you know what I was a lot harsher on when I told her not to do that than I meant to yeah and and so I don't think it's like I mean I think it's important to be like mindful of those thoughts because There are times that we need to apologize to our kids, but the nice thing about, I shouldn't say, but I should just say the nice thing about relationships is that they are built day after day, week after week, month after month, year over year. Mm -hmm. So there is room for mistakes because when you're viewing the relationship as a whole, there's always time to mend the relationship.
0: Yeah. That's good cuz I I feel like my guilt comes from two places. One, what you just said, like I was too harsh on them and I shouldn't have been that harsh and dang it, they hate me now even though they don't cuz they forgive so easily, which is right. a blessing. Um but my my other place is I didn't I don't feel like I really encountered mom guilt until I had a second child. And so the guilt comes from like oh, I, I put a lot of effort into Flint's birthday, but I didn't put a lot of effort into Dorothy's birthday because her birthday's New Year's Day, like one of the worst mm-hmm. birthdays ever. And so <laughs> I feel this guilt of like, I didn't put equal effort into my kids. That's just an example. Or like, I'm not yeah. able to put as much of myself into Flint anymore because I have two of them and like vice versa. That's kind of where my guilt plays into with my yeah. kids. I
1: mean, the nice thing is, though, like, about the birthday party example, does the fact that she didn't have as good of a birthday party affect her relationship with you?
0: No, she didn't care at all. So, like, I know it's just me. (laughs) Yeah. She's also three, so then I'm like, okay, when she's 16, she's going to notice. I'm going to have to, like, up my game. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these silly things that you think about you know
1: totally totally but the nice thing is, is when she's 16 it can be a conversation <laughs> that's true what? that's a good you can point just be like hey you know what this This is a really tricky time to have a birthday party. Let's plan a birthday party for you in February. Nothing happens in February.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so true. That's a good idea. Because people always tell me, this is such a side note, people always tell me to do her half birthday, and I'm just so against that. I'm like, no, because we all know that's not her birthday. But February, I feel like I could do that. We'll see. It
1: it is hard. I always said, because this is, again, a side note, but Stephen, my wedding anniversary is the day after my birthday. Oh, dang. And so, I always said we would celebrate our anniversary on the day that we got engaged. hmm But it's, like, actually really hard to, to do that. It is. It is. <laughs> because it's just, like, but it's not our anniversary, though, you
0: know? I know. I so. do know. It's
1: tricky. Yep. I understand.
0: <laughs> yep. Sorry. I totally derailed that. So, no, okay, no so I you didn't. talked about um, mommy guilt, and then you also have one here, mommy wars are irrelevant. Yeah. What do you mean by that?
1: So... It also, the reason why this bringing it back to motherhood as a relationship is so freeing is because, first of all, relationships are gradual over time. So, yelling at your kids here and there, you know, like yelling at them isn't okay. How can we say it over time that will affect the relationship? Yes. But the one time that you yell at your kids, it, you can recover from that, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's basically, what I'm trying Hopefully, to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if as long as you can talk to them and repair the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they're little. They're very easy to forget, like you said. And mm-hmm. I think and I believe that there are always um, ways to to reach out to your children and maybe yeah. you need outside help or like whatever, but I think that there are always ways to go about trying that. Anyway, um with the whole mommy wars thing, like with stay at oh, home mom versus blah 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 versus breastfeeding versus bottle feeding it's like mm-hmm. when you again when you're looking at at the relationship first of all it's really not fair like you have no right no one has a right to think that they know better in a relationship than another person right relationships yeah. are so personal yeah. to us mm-hmm. that what is the best fit in one relationship is probably not going to be the best fit in another re- relationship just like each of my relationships with my kids are different. Um, Other people have different relationships with their kids. And like a lot of those things that people get so hung up on, like bottle feeding versus breastfeeding, like is that impacting the relationship? Right. That's only up to the mother to decide. (laughs) Yeah. And in most cases, no, because there are lots of people who breastfeed and have great relationships and lots of people that were breastfeed that don't. And there are lots of people that have, The bottle feed that have great relationships and lots that don't so it's like it's so that's not important
0: that's a really good point
1: yeah that when you're yeah if you can just keep remembering like okay how is this impacting the relationship even things like i mean yeah let's talk about breastfeeding for a a second because that is such like a hot button issue like for some women that is so bonding and that does improve, improve the relationship yeah. For other women, it is extreme. It is extremely the opposite. And so to be able to give women that power back, to be like, to trust them, to understand what is going to be the best for their relationship, mm-hmm. it's huge. Because oh, yeah. then women can feel like, oh, you know what? I can choose not to breastfeed my baby and I can feel confident that we are still going to have a really great relationship. And then it's just like, yeah the rest is irrelevant I feel like
0: yeah yeah I was definitely one of those I felt like nursing was a ball and chain for me yeah so it was like more so with my daughter than with my son and like with my daughter it was just like she was a colicky baby so that didn't help but Mm -hmm. it just was like a ball and chain and as soon as I finally just made that decision to like let it go it was like this fog just like lifted and I was able to enjoy her more because your relationship improved and someone else could feed her and I could leave (laughs) yeah so you know that was a big thing for me but I I I, I can also relate to the because with my son it was totally different like I was so sad when I couldn't breastfeed anymore so it just it's funny even with each of my kids it's been different
1: yeah.
0: So Okay, so um you have on here some other thoughts and I'm I'm really interested to see what you mean by this times and seasons and why it's incorrectly used in your opinion. What does that mean?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> as a mom of young kids, you probably hear that a lot, right? The times and seasons yes, like yes. oh times uh-huh. and seasons. What is the context that you would say you usually like, can you give any... Can you, that um, so, kind of
0: you it's spot, usually but. like... So, I'll give a church example. Like, um, and c- this is a bad COVID example, but like, I worshipping in the temple is really important to me. And I love doing it. But with my my husband's work schedule is absolutely horrific. He works like 80 to 90 hours a week. And so, us going to the temple together is just really hard because then when he is off, I want us him to spend time with the kids, blah, 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 So what people always say to me is like, well, there's a time and season where you'll be able to go to the temple more versus now where I just can't go that much and that's okay. Like that's usually how I hear it in a, in a context like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that that's a fair example and I wouldn't disagree with it. Um, I would say though, so I mean, it, yeah, it kind of goes along with it maybe it's not the time for you and your husband to be able to attend the temple together. Yeah. But, but if you going to the temple is a priority to you, then I don't feel like having young kids should have to be a reason why that can't happen.
0: I absolutely um, agree. Yeah.
1: Because it's like, I just feel, I mean, okay. The one that comes to my mind a lot with is date night, which is similar, you know, like, I mean, yeah, your date night similar could to the temple, yeah, similar idea. Right. Mm -hmm. And people are just like, oh, times and seasons, like, yeah, when you have young kids, like, you're just not really going to have that luxury of going on dates or whatever. And I just, like, that bothers me because I feel like making your marriage a priority is so important. And by just saying, like, oh, times and seasons, times and seasons, like, what if by the time in your life you can do that, your marriage has already fallen apart? (laughs)
0: It's so true. Yep.
1: Like yep. because having young children is extremely stressful on a marriage. Oh so yeah. So making each other a priority and having a des- dedicated date night of all the times and seasons, now is the time and season. Yeah. <laughs> like so rather than being like, "Oh yeah, like just I feel like the, the it should be like this is the time and season to be finding ways to get help. This yes. is the time and season to be having eggs for dinner every night so that you can have a little bit of extra budget money to hire a babysitter. This is the time and season that you should be like being creative about finding ways that you can go on an overnight trip with your husband. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it, it bothers me because it's like, it gives people the, like, it downgrades the importance Mm -hmm. of that. And in an unhealthy way that I think could actually damage later down the line.
0: Well, and it adds once again to that idea that you should be completely fulfilled by just motherhood, yes, because that's it your does. time and season. So no, I feel yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. That's definitely true for me,
1: even things like hobbies or like whatever, you know, like having time to pursue your own hobbies, regardless of if you're getting paid for them, you know, just like in the evenings or whatever. yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, someday you'll have time for that, but you just have little kids. And so, and little kids just take up all your time. It's mm-hmm. like, they don't have to, though. Like little kids need someone to watch them, but it doesn't have to be you.
0: So true. So true. And
1: like, it is, it can be complicated to like find. The, the right way to do that but I think that people give up too easily because they're just fed this narrative of oh time's and season time's and season so then they just are like okay I guess it's just not really in the cards for me when I feel like if we weren't feeding that line to people they would be more creative about finding ways to make it happen
0: yeah yeah no I I definitely agree and I I feel like that kind of fits in with like just being in the pandemic now, I mean, it's been a year ish of this and we're having to learn to be creative to like yeah. deal with the parameters we've been given. And I think that it kind of, it's the same lesson here where we have to deal with what we're handed and just still live our lives in a way that fulfills us. So yeah. I, and, I and yeah,
1: and the pandemic, I can't stress that enough. Like the pandemic really does complicate things. It I does. still think that there is a way, I mean, at-home date nights but those are tricky because it's harder to like make it feel like a real date So but true. something is better than nothing and just making that a priority I think is so so important especially when you have little tiny kids
0: well I think it goes back to this idea of what we talked about earlier and we're getting off on a COVID tangent but just the intentionality of it like yeah of like yeah it's an at-home date night but like is your date night like, oh, let's just pull out the remote and watch Netflix again, like we always yeah. do, as our quote date night? Or are we going to be like, hey, let's put a tablecloth on the table and put candles out and like make dinner together and like something that's out of the norm, even though you're at home? Yes. Anyway, absolutely. But absolutely. That was a tangent as well, but I have lots of thoughts on COVID. Maybe I'll do an episode on that. But <laughs> yeah, <appreciate> that actually <laughs> be really since no, since we're all so uh, we haven't heard anything about COVID in the last year, right? so <laughs> right. um okay I so back for a yeah second, please there
1: was one other thing i wanted to touch on um about all we're, moms are working moms yes because this was like a recent aha moment for me mm-hmm. and it was actually i don't know if you follow dr julie hanks i do on instagram yes she we have like very similar missions i feel like a lot of people send me her stuff because yeah because yeah We're both, I like it too, because like we're both, we both have the same message, but we're coming kind of from different angles because she's more on like the therapist, like my kids are grown end and I'm like in the middle of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, um, this was kind of something that she opened my mind to basically, but just this idea that like stay at home mom is a job title. Yeah. Because stay-at-home mom, like the things that are on your quote-unquote job description of a t- stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. very few of them actually have to do with a relationship with your kids. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I'm not saying this to you. I'm just saying in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. So because for a long time, it was like I, I, like, envied my friends that worked a little bit. But then I, like felt like this sense of pride and like the well but I'm a stay-at-home mom like Mm -hmm. like what God intended for women kind of thing Mm -hmm. and like I mean that's embarrassing that I even thought like that I don't know if I actually thought that
0: that much but I think
1: subconsciously I did to some extent yeah like it was like the nobler thing to do like the Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the holiest calling right would be to get home with my kids but that's And when I was going through this whole internal, like, realizing my thoughts, it was like, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my relationship with my kids is terrible. Yeah. Because I'm, over, like, I'm frantic. I'm in over my head. I don't know what's going on. I'm just, like, a space case. And, like, this is not, like, it's not helping me. It's not serving me. It's not serving my kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it can't. I think a lot of women are really enjoying being stay at home moms and I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I just
1: think that like we get to we can sometimes get to uh prideful isn't is a little strong of a word, but just like I know what you mean self righteous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In like our in our thought of that when really it's like, okay, so how much of that time then are you actively intentionally strengthening that relationship? And how much of that time are your kids saying, Mom, watch this and you say in a second while you're doing the dishes. Which was me 100% of the time.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. I love that. No, I, and I just think that goes back to the mommy wars thing. Like working moms have it really hard. Stay at home moms have it really hard. And there's just different hardships. So. Right. Absolutely. And it's like you said, if you, if you focus on motherhood being a relationship, then it decreases the need to even have those wars. So they're just kind of irrelevant, like you said.
1: And one thing I like to bring up with that, too, is that like a lot of a lot of people grew up in a household where their mom stayed at home and their dad worked. And so then I asked them, like, okay, is your relationship with your mom a lot stronger than your relationship with your dad? And in some cases, yes. But I would say in a lot of cases, no, like a lot of people have either messaged me and said, like, no, they're the same. Or some people have been like, no, I have a better relationship with my dad and he worked all growing up interesting so it is interesting how i mean that can also go the other extreme of a parent who works all the time that then they don't have time for you so yeah again yeah. you just always have to be mindful of how what you're doing is impacting the relationship
0: yes yes um okay so you have on here how you feel society sets new moms up for failure yeah <laughs> I mean, I.
1: This is just this is like me just going on soapbox after soapbox. (laughs) It's just like
0: me pull out this next soapbox to get on.
1: (laughs) So people are like, "Whoa, this lady's passionate."
0: Hey, passion is good.
1: Um, I guess that's what happens when I put together the what I'm going to talk about. Okay, so this was an another one of those. Instagram. I don't don't know if it went viral, but like I saw multiple people post it. Mm -hmm. I actually, actually, can I pull it up? I don't know if it's gonna let me. Oh, I found it. I found it. Found it. Okay. Oh, good job. So, a friend of mine recently posted this. She's a brand new mom. I think her baby was like two or three weeks Mm -hmm. old, and she was the one initially that posted this. But then I saw it get reposted. I mean, it has. 64,000 likes on Instagram or whatever. So a lot of people stop. Okay. Um, and basically it's like a letter from this newborn baby to its mother.
0: Okay.
1: And it's kind of long, but basically it's just saying like, um, all I see is you, when you feel alone, remember I'm here too. I know your world has changed. You are my everything. Yada, yada. Okay. So then it just says, um, when you think you'll never sleep again, you will. We both will. I'm but I'm scared right now. I promise I'm not manipulating you. I just need your smell and your comfort. Do you feel that tug on your heart when we're apart? I do too. I miss you. I
0: have and not I read seen that.
1: that. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I have
0: not seen that.
1: Okay. And I literally it out loud was just like, no. <laughs> and Steven's like, what's going on? Because Uh, Okay. How do I even telling new moms that their babies can only be satisfied by them Mm -hmm. is damaging, in my opinion, because these are women who just went through their body, just went through a huge, miraculous and intense event. Right. They are already low on sleep and hormones are crazy so to tell them that they that their baby needs them every second of the day yeah is first of all not true (laughs) yeah and second of all not helpful because yes newborns especially they need a lot but they it does all of what a, a newborn needs does not need to be coming from the mother. It can be coming from the father. It can be coming from the grandmother. It could be coming from a friend or a cousin or someone that you hire, a night nanny, a doula, whatever. Like, yes, babies need a lot, but so do new moms. And teaching new moms that that their baby needs them and no one else, to yeah. me, is just an invitation for a lot of mental health challenges to just come right in.
0: Yeah. I can see that. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something to think about because I feel like I definitely have gotten the, that message before when I had newborns. It feels like a long time yeah. ago, but I guess it was only 3 years ago <laughs> that I had a newborn, but <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, well. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just like because there are uh, yeah, I don't I wish I had better words starts. I should have thought through this a little bit better, but um
0: it's okay know to that, other people we know
1: that it's not true because like think about adopted babies
0: that's true yeah
1: they're yeah. fine yeah. Stephen was adopted he was like two days old when his parents got him and guess what thriving and he has from day one you know <laughs> like yeah like yeah. other people can love on your baby and give your baby all that it needs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you telling yourself that you're the only one that can be soothing your baby, getting up with your baby. I mean, if breastfeeding is a priority to you, and again, I'm not talking about this to you specifically, I'm just saying in general, um, if breastfeeding is a priority, then like I support that. Like I, I breastfed all my babies and I really love that. But also, my mom will come, I'll breastfeed the baby and then she'll take the baby and she'll burp him and change the diaper and get him back to sleep. And then when he wakes up and needs to feed, she'll bring him in to me, you know, like, yeah. like. Thinking that you have to be every single thing for your baby is, is the reason why I think so many mothers struggle with the newborn phase <laughs> because they think they have to do it all and they don't.
0: I think that's, yeah, I think that's a great message because I know a lot of people, including myself, are hesitant to have more babies because of it because the newborn stage is just so all-consuming. But I think that's a good mind shift to think about how other people can provide for your baby as well.
1: Um, And like, I mean, I will definitely acknowledge, like I am so privileged to be able to have my mom that can come stay with me. mm -hmm. Um, I just wish like we get so focused on like the things the baby needs, like the car seat and the stroller and the crib and the, I mean, Mm -hmm. those things I guess could be argued, but like all the, the onesies, like we spend so much money on new baby stuff we do 90% of which is not a necessity at all. Mm-hmm. So why don't we rechannel that energy and put that money towards a postpartum doula <laughs> I
0: or did not know that was a thing.
1: Or yeah, it really is and so it's like we we're so like consumer product focused. Mhm. When the reality is those things really are important, but what is important? is the physical and mental state of the new mom. And that is the thing that is neglected.
0: Which goes back to what you said at the beginning, like you're, when you're suffering, your relationships suffer. Absolutely. So bringing it full circle here. Um, I would like to end with you telling us about your reducing mom guilt and finding more joy boot camp.
1: Okay. Yes, I would love to. So this one I'm starting in a couple weeks. So probably I don't know when this episode will air, but um it might be too late to join this one, but I'm gonna be offering this a few times and mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. So it's a four week boot camp where I will be teaching exactly that how to reduce mom guilt and find more joy in motherhood. Okay. And um I have so it's gonna be like a once a week one hour call where I'll have the content and then we'll have a little bit of a discussion and then I'll send you off with some like a journal prompt and a couple of assignments. assignment. There'll be like simple things. And then the next week we'll kind of re um sorry, my phone just beeped. Um we'll review how those things went and then I'll teach the new content and then do it again. So like I said, it'll be over the course of four weeks.
0: And, and when I am does it only start? this first
1: one just Sorry.
0: When does it start?
1: It starts on the the well, the last day to sign up is the 15th.
0: Okay, cuz this will air next Monday. So I guess that's a little cutting a little close, but, you know. Oh,
1: well yeah, but that's like a week. So yeah. people can have a few days to think about it. It is $300 and okay. like I said that includes the 4 weeks, the assignments, the journal prompts, and then um it will have yeah, so, oh, like a private Facebook group where people can Talk okay. to me. There are limited spots. I'm only, this this first one just has 10 spots, okay. but then I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do it again once it ends, and then okay. I'll kind What's of tweak and see how things, like, what things I'm going to uh, change for the next one, but I'm super excited about it. I've already been mapping out all of the, I already know what it's going to cover, but I have, like, the specific content for each of the classes, and, like,
0: okay, honestly,
1: it's going to be life-changing. I'm so excited. That sounds life-changing. To help women reduce mom guilt and find more (laughs) draw.
0: is is the format zoom or what's the format
1: yeah it's a zoom
0: okay okay well that sounds like something that a lot of people could benefit from and if it's a small 10-person group I feel like that would be extra beneficial because small groups are kind of better and for things like that
1: totally yeah I agree so I'm excited to be able to like really like I'm gonna send out a survey once everyone's signed up, and just like really hone in on who is gonna be there and like what their pain points are, so that I can cater all of the content to specific issues that they're facing with like the kids that they have and everything. So I'm I'm really excited about it, um, and I just yeah can't wait to get started. No, but I know I'm it. sure they'll just each one will just get better and better. So if this first one isn't a good fit for people, then just have them find me on Instagram at freckled hand and then just check me out there, and I'll be posting once we when we're ready to open the next boot okay. camp. Or and whatever.
0: are you advertising for that now on Instagram?
1: I am. I'm, I need to talk about it more.
0: Okay, because <laughs> I was like, I don't feel like I've seen that, but
1: I I just did. I this week has been crazy. I've been traveling the last two weeks. And okay.
0: So, well, I, I'll yeah. also tell you, I deleted my Instagram app a couple days ago just because I was like, I need oh. a break. So I, there's, it's yeah. very possible that you have advertised it. And I just haven't seen it. So
1: I've talked about it, uh, like twice. This okay.
0: Week. Okay. So. Then yeah, I probably I, just haven't seen it.
1: I only mentioned it for the first time on Monday.
0: Oh, okay. Then yeah. 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 Then I, that's yeah. why I missed it.
1: <laughs> so that's right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. Awesome. Well, once more, your, her, Hannah's Instagram account, if you're looking for just tips on how to like embrace motherhood as a relationship versus anything else, it's at Freckled Han. Hannah has a lot of freckles, so that's a very cute name. <laughs> um, and so I follow her, and I really enjoy her posts, and I think you do a great job of showing, like, my house isn't clean all the time, and that's okay, and, like, it makes me feel better. And, like, not that I think your house is, like, really messy, but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <it's totally>. a- <laughs> And, like, her, ki- your kids are super cute, and so it's just – it's been – enlightening like i said at the beginning of the episode to see someone with four kids that are super young and close in age and that you seem to be like fully enjoying your children and so i think this boot camp sounds like something that a lot of people could benefit from so um hopefully people can enjoy that um i'm gonna wrap up and just say thank you once again for coming on I definitely love how passionate you are about this topic because I just love passionate people in general, but I especially (laughs) love people that are passionate about things that I agree with. So (laughs) I definitely have appreciated your message and I definitely have benefited from it um, because once I've kind of shifted and realized like some things that I need to change in my life to you know, and not end my suffering, but just to lighten my suffering so that my relationships don't suffer, it's been definitely life-changing. So I appreciate that as well.
1: Good, um, I'm glad you found that.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to say before we go?
1: No, thanks so much for having me on. I hope, <laughs> I always, I'm like, okay, I hope any of that made sense and people aren't like, wow, that lady's crazy. But I really appreciate the discussion and the the opportunity to, just share share the message because I feel very much like this is what God wants me to be doing right now. And so being able to find people to share the message with is something that I am really excited about. So thank you.
0: Thank you. And we'll have that be a wrap. If you enjoyed this episode today as much as I did... I would really invite you to go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast and leave me a review. I really thrive on other people's feedback and I'm always willing to hear from my listeners. You can also always follow along at Me Up on Instagram.